pushing buttons. It is the Geek Freak Show. We talk all about video games and everything video game adjacent. My name is Kevin. And this is Kyle. I almost forgot what your voice sounded like. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's been great to, you know, it's been quite an ordeal this past month or so, but really good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, I don't really have anything that I've done in the last couple of weeks. I, I've played New World, but if you've been listening to the podcast, you you know all of our thoughts on New World. So, uh, the floor is yours, Kyle. What have you been up to the last while <laughs> since you've been last on the show? Well, let's see. Um, first off, I caught COVID. That was really oh, fun. That's fun. Yeah, that sounds like it. Took me three weeks to recover, and Jeez. I got admitted to the hospital with pneumonia as well. For oh, a day, man. and uh, thankfully it's all gone, all better. I'm doing great, thank God. And uh, you know that was crazy. Wow, what an experience that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that can be replicated with video games. <laughs> Maybe the closest we can get is Pathologic. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't played it yet. There um, was a there was a video game that came out a few years ago, Plague Inc. Where the oh, whole yeah, idea yeah, yeah. is you make a yeah you make a virus and you try to see how fast it can spread across the world. So I guess it can almost be replicated, but the yeah that. <laughs> and of course, after that, after I recovered, I had five days to move to my new place, and that was stressful. Yeah. I had to get a storage unit and just get all this stuff done, and I was like, wow, I just blitzed through that real quick, and all good now, all set up again. Really happy it's finished. Man, it's, it was a workout. <laughs> and nice. yeah, uh, thankfully, back on the podcast, ready to record, and got a lot of thoughts about a lot of games that came out recently. Well, what? Just lay them on me. What have you been playing? Well, before everything happened with COVID and all that, I bought Deathloop, and I played it for a few hours on PC, and of course, at the time, it had a lot of issues on launch with stuttering and frame rates and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. after COVID and after moving, I finally played it this past week to completion, and I 100% the game. I loved it that much. The main thing for me is the gameplay. Like, I love Dishonored, and this is a continuation of it. Not like so much a direct sequel, but a spiritual successor. And for me, that's the uh, bread and potatoes, or meat and potatoes. I'm not sure what the expression is. The butter and potatoes. I said something. <laughs> that, oh, man. I, I said something on the podcast not too long ago. I think I said the... God, what did I say? I, it, was, it was a very botched version of that meat and potatoes. <laughs> I said something completely different. Well, after COVID, I changed my diet up a little bit, and I'm eating better as well. COVID kind of made me realize I got to get my shit together. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm doing pretty well. I lost ten pounds already. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's been good. But uh, back to video games. <laughs> That's another topic for another time. You know how that right, goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to Deathloop. It was just a really fun game. I, like once you get past a certain point, it clicks. Because at the very beginning, you're like, "What the hell? How do I navigate this universe?" Because each time loop that you go through there's different areas that you can explore during different periods of the day and there's a lot to uncover at first but as you get more and more leads as you complete them it starts to kind of fit into place like a puzzle like what you need to do to get to the next step 
and you know there's a lot of i would say game critics that really loved that and gave it a 10 out of 10 which was a you know really shocking for me i would give it like an 8.59 and the reason for that is because of the story you do all of these different tasks and you get to know these characters but there's not a lot of character development you don't really care so much about what's happening for me it was all about the gameplay like it was a blast to play so it's a very unique mechanics driven game even though it's a first person shooter that has it's reminiscent of Dishonored or Prey because it's made by Arcane. Right. Um, yeah, that was the first thing that I noticed when I when I tried playing it um, before I had my PC errors or issues with it um, was the gameplay loop itself is actually pretty good. Like it tells you when you when you get through the first zone the first time during the tutorial, it's like you can leave now or you can go and explore if you want to but you can always come back here and get more leads later. Mm -hmm. It's best to just leave now and then go to the next area. And it's nice that they actually pointed that out because as a completionist, to some extent, it's like, no, I, this map is huge. It I want to go and explore a bunch of other things. There were a bunch of other locked off areas and keys, key codes to find and stuff to unlock other pathways and other uh, treasure chests and stuff mm -hmm. for other guns. There's a lot to do in it. There is. Yeah. Like for me, I was, you know, like you said, a completionist. So I would go back and explore the whole map in that one section of the day. But I think that was to my detriment. And that's why it took me so long for it to get really good. Because as you have that path of progression and you explore more like leads and all that stuff, like you find codes to certain doors or you unlock new areas based off of what you've done in the previous area. Like it really starts to fall together near the first. I would say five loops. It took me about that long to really get a feel for it. And then once you get more trinkets and weapon trinkets, you really start to flow through the game. Like as a player, like you really know where you have to go, what you need to do to execute the plan. And it really just comes together so well. Like that's what I really enjoyed most about it is the mastery you get throughout the game of your abilities. Did, did the game live up to, uh, dishonored and it's you can choose if you want to be stealthy you can choose if you want to go balls out guns out um what how did you play and did it live up to dishonored in that aspect that's a good question i think what i enjoyed most is the variety of the gameplay like with dishonored one and two but you don't get to fully flesh out those paths of progression like those gameplay styles as in the first two dishonored games I, it's really basic and as you get more abilities, you can mix and match them, which is great. Like, there is a lot of variety with that. But I think Dishonored kind of does it better because you get to actually equip the bone charms. If I remember right, in Dishonored 1 and 2, that, you know, diversify those abilities further. And it leads to, like, more stealthy or more aggressive. And with Deathloop, you can't really do that as much. You can equip certain uh, I think they're called relics and they boost or enhance your powers in certain ways like for example with shift you can equip one called swapper where you can swap your position with an enemy and you can oh, use that to your advantage by putting a mine under you and then swapping and it kills the enemy that's, that's one of the achievements in the game for example gotcha but yeah I think uh, overall Deathloop where it fails most is his story Basically, um, I just didn't care about any of the characters by the end of it. 
there seemed to be a lot of witty banter just for the sake of witty banter to keep players, you know, oh, ha, ha, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> there's just not a lot of character development. So by the time you get the, to the ending, you just don't really care what happens. Is there replay value after you've completed everything? Do you see a, a besides, no, actually you can talk about uh, the, the other character and everything like it, right. What's the replay value in the game? For me, uh, I love achievement hunting, and that's what I did after beating the game. And there's lots of cool achievements you can do to, you know, throughout different loops. Like you have to do, for example, all the visionaries, which are the main bosses that you kill, without killing any of the regular NPCs. So you have to do that really silently, or you can go aggressive. There's a lot of approachability in how you get to that goal. And I think the main other aspect of it is the Juliana pvp which i didn't really enjoy as much i gave it maybe five or ten rounds and the issue is colt is so much more powerful than juliana when you first start out because it's a like a call of duty rank style system where you level up your character okay so as you do more and more invasions is what they're called you get more abilities back that you can equip but for me it just wasn't really fun it was really uh uneven like the matching is really laggy too overall it's really not this most seamless system it is uh, fun though like i'll give it that it is fun if you really put time into it the way that it operates is you can play as juliana and you invade other people's single player games as this other hunter who's hunting colt while colt is hunting the visionaries and there's some back and forth between them in the dialogue, especially in the tutorial. You get a lot of it, um, but you can turn that option off so you don't have to be uh, you don't have to play against a real live Juliana. That's her name, right? Juliana. Juliana yeah, yeah I, you don't have to yeah. play against a real life person for her, but you can play as her and invade other people's games that have that option turned on. I will say Unique. it was really fun when playing as Colt to have other people invade my game because you get that unpredictability and you know, when you face off, it's really tense. Like you have to use everything you've got to kill the other player as Colt. But if you're playing as Juliana, it's way harder. And that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. So I know you said you'd give it like an 8.5 or a nine, but uh, you know, geek freaks, we like to do the, uh, the letter grade system. That's true. What letter grade? Cause they don't, they don't directly translate to an 8.5 or a nine. How do you feel this would fall on a letter grade scale? I would give it a B plus. I think there's some issues with the game, mainly with the writing and the character development, the story, the ending was really, it just fizzled out. Like there's not much to it at all. And I was expecting more of a payoff, like in regards to closing the loop and, you know, understanding why it happened and what the point of it was, but there was no payoff at all for the story. And it was really disappointing. Gameplay wise, fantastic game. It builds off of what Dishonored 1 and 2 started and really fun to play, really seamless. Like as you get more mastery over the abilities, you just have more fun. Nice. Cool. And like I said before, I know we've talked all about New World on this podcast, but you haven't gotten to speak your piece about it. If you could Indeed. take the next two, three minutes, just kind of give a short summary of your thoughts on New World. And if you want to grade that as well, go for it. I will. Um, so right now I am level 30. I, or no, actually I hit 34 last night. Nice. And uh, 
I think what I enjoy most about New World is how immersive it is. Like it's different from other MMOs like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy. They're more systems based. What New World does so well is it invests you as the player as a commodity within the world. Like everything you do with the crafting, gathering, all that stuff. You feel like you truly are a part of this living, breathing world with this community of other players. Like the intricate systems, like with trading, guilds, PvP, and taking over the forts, invasions, all that stuff. I haven't done too much on that side, but just with exploring the world, like I love it. It's really grandiose by design. And you feel so small in that world, which is what I enjoy most. I feel like I'm just a part of it, not a player who owns the area I'm in. It, you feel like you're a part of nature. And it's a good way of putting that. I didn't think about it like that. I, I know in most video games, you're, you're kind of the main character, so you're supposed to be the big badass in, in the world. And in this game, you're one of you know, millions of other players. Exactly. So you're, you're nothing special. Like with World of Warcraft, you're the center, you're the focal point. Your character is the champion. You know, he everything he does affects the story. But in New World, you're just one person in this big place full of lots of other greedy people <laughs> and crazy monsters and you know, beasts of all sorts and sizes and it's just it makes me feel like a kid again, like exploring the world. Like I just really get lost in it. What's your favorite weapon? Yes, uh, great question. I, <laughs> I started off with the sword and shield, and over time I kind of got tired of it. And then Good. I moved on to the Warhammer, which is badass. I feel like Thor whenever I use those big abilities. And most recently, I started leveling the Great Axe, which is fantastic. Like, there's a cool ability where you can charge. And what's most useful about it is when you're trying to travel through a river or a body of water that slows you down, you can press that charge button and you just go right through it. <laughs> so it's really handy for traversing the environment. Nice. Yeah. That's, but, uh, that's really cool. It's, it's amazing. Like, I love the combat system. Uh, the hatchet, too, I've been really enjoying. The hatchet's fucking sweet. It's really good. Yeah. Like, I just got a new one last night and I was hacking away at lots of the lost and. Man, it felt so damn good. Like, I love Berserk mode and healing through the damage. Just an amazing game. Like, it seems simplistic, but it's still complex at the same time, especially when you combine different weapons together for what you, you have crafting? equipped. Are you crafting at all in that game? I am. And I gotta say, this crafting system is so good, I've never been more invested in it. Like, for example, uh, with armorsmithing, and this is also what I love about the game, by the way, is that you have to use your professions to get experience with the town board quests. And that's such a new concept that I've never really seen implemented in MMO, that you can use your professions to level up. And it's just really neat to see that. It's, it's really a game where you can, uh, you can pretty much do anything or not do anything that you want to do or don't want to do. It's, it is very unique, and I think that this the basics of this game will be used in other games and probably perfected by other companies. And Blizzard at some point will probably steal it and claim it as their own. More likely, yeah. Find some <laughs> ease of access way to implement it into another like World of Warcraft 2 or something. But I 
not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. As for um, the letter grade, I give it an A. I think it's fantastic. Read my mind. <laughs> I can't wait to play more. I'll put it that way. Man, that's that's a that's high praise, especially from someone like you. That's I know you're not quite as down on games as I am, but still an A on an MMO. That's that's high praise from you. Well, coming from a World of Warcraft player who's been playing since near the beginning, and as well as a Final Fantasy fourteen player for the past four years, yeah, it's really refreshing. Like just for myself and maybe Frank as well. Like it's such a breath of fresh air. Like it really does change up what I expect out of an MMO moving forward, especially World of Warcraft. Like they have a huge task ahead of them trying to revamp WoW and getting my interest again. Because right now it's just not it's not there. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I didn't even discuss at all what we were going to be talking about today outside of that. Um True. So this is a weird transition, but we're talking about wrestling video games Wrestler. today. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> not sure when this is going out, but uh, on the 20th, so the Wednesday after recording this, there will be an interview going up that I did with Dan Valero Fletcher, who is the creator of the Luchador 1000 Fights of El Fuego Fuerte. It's an audio drama where he fight, uh, it's a luchador that fights vampires mm. in Mexico City. It's that sounds really cool. cool. Yeah, I recommend everybody listen to that interview and then go and by that point, he'll have two episodes out. Um, very cool stuff, but that got us thinking about pro wrestling games. I'm a big pro wrestling fan and yeah, I, Kyle and I both have like childhood memories of playing the classic wrestling games. Uh, what was the first one you ever played? Oh boy, so before everything... Uh, I was a big WCW fan. Heck yeah. This was way back when I was like 10 years old at the most. And uh, WCW versus NWO was incredible. Uh, I think it was World Tour. Yep. That was my on first the N64. wrestling game too. Yep. I think during that time, there weren't many to choose from. <laughs> You'd be surprised. So... <laughs> so I actually was trying to find a list, trying to make a list of games that I played back then on the N64 and PS1. Um, and I looked at w uh, Wikipedia, and there were dozens of games before that for, like, the Super Nintendo, for the arcade, for the NES, mm -hmm. mostly arcade and stuff. It, it's insane, but they were mostly WWF-licensed games. Um, it wasn't until about this time that WCW started really picking up traction. In 96 is when they picked up traction. 97 is when uh, World Tour came out. And it was the... It was kind of the, the forefather of the, the main style of wrestling video games back then, all the way through WW, WWF No Mercy, where they were all made by THQ and Ukes, I believe. Yeah, THQ mostly, yeah. Yeah, they had the, the same system. The grappling system was very simplistic. Uh, you could go out to, outside the ring to reach under the ring to grab a chair, smack your opponent in the head with it. Very cool stuff. Uh, kind of blocky graphics, not super realistic, more arcadey. And those are the kind of games that I really appreciate. <laughs> who is your Who is your favorite guy to pick in that one? You know, I was always a big fan of Sting, so nice. That, that was my go-to. Yep, you can catch Sting Wednesday nights on TNT. <laughs> you know, plug AEW for no particular reason. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, you know other classics like DDP and. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yeah. Giant, of course. Hulk Hogan. Indeed. So that 
I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I, anybody that knows anything about me knows that I talk about wrestling with any chance I get. I can attest to this. <laughs> WCW versus <laughs> NWO World Tour was my introduction to pro wrestling. I had no idea what wrestling was. You never watched I, it before then? I had never watched it before then. Oh, Not wow. at all. Um, my brother and I were playing this game just because we wanted a fighting game that wasn't Mortal Kombat, wasn't Street Fighter, wasn't, you know, one of the regular fighting games. So we rented this WCW game. And I'm like, my name's Kevin. There's a dude in here named Kevin Nash. Um, oh, what's yeah. He all about? Kevin Nash, dude. Yeah. It, so <laughs> it wasn't long after that that finally caught a Monday Nitro. And I'm like, dude, this NWO is Kevin Nash. He's 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 pretty badass. He's rolling with dudes like Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan. Uh, da, da, da. Um, <laughs> he, he's got the whole NWO. I mean, like, man, that shit was freaking fun back then. The game was the game was awesome. Um, it led into other games that I've that I played with. Uh, they were WWF games, but they were also on the N64. I talked about No Mercy. Did you ever play No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000? Uh, no, actually, the next one I played was Revenge. Okay. Was that the same style? It was, like basically. It had some, uh, you know, similarities to its predecessor. But overall, it just was a bit more polished over, you know, just in the grand scheme of things. Like, I think the best part about it was just how clean it was compared to yeah. World Tour. Because World Tour is rough. Like, it was really, I remember that being super rough. Yeah, the graphics weren't super clean. Uh, the roster was kind of a mess because they were trying to integrate uh, wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling in with the WCW and the NWO, and they all had them all as separate rosters within, if I remember correctly. Hmm. And it, the UI was kind of a mess. The graphics didn't look great, but it still played very well. Um, the next one that I had played was WCW NWO Thunder. On the PS1. Thunder? I've never even heard of that one. It's best that you don't. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Thunder <you> and <laughs> uh, Backstage Assault were... I, I remember not liking them. The thing that I remember the most about WCW NW with Thunder, and I, I could be wrong, but I think this is the one that, as you were going through the roster to pick what wrestler you wanted to play, they had the little short FMV intro videos. Like, they would have the oh, wrestler the, talking like, about themselves the intros right oh, or when no, they not, come on not stage even that that not oh, even okay. that like it, you would hover over sting and he'd be like hi i'm sting and i'm gonna put you in the the, the scorpion deathlock <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> sorry about that nice. edit there, that was right? good <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that game i didn't care for but it was I, I had to listen to every single person talk about themselves because it was like them cutting a little promo inside of a game. It was it was pretty fun. Nice. <laughs> uh, talking about the the entr uh, the entrances and everything with WWF WrestleMania 2000. It was my first major WWF game that I played, and this is right around the time that WCW started sucking. So. A lot of attention was on WWF at the time, and it was definitely picking up more traction. Uh, with WrestleMania 2000, you could create your character. You could go through a story mode with them. You create your entrance. You create your clothing, your appearance, your move list. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, hmm. it was a lot more in-depth as far as customize, uh, customization than any of the wrestling games that came before it. Hmm. Um, 
kind of a shame if you didn't get a chance to play these because it was like the pinnacle between uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. They were the pinnacle of this of the world tour style wrestling game. Yeah, sadly, Revenge was my last one. So ever since then, I fell out of wrestling because WCW, they got bought out by WWF and became WWE. And after that, I just completely stopped watching. Yeah. Man, WCW. I love WCW Nitro Mondays, man. That was that was lit. <laughs> WCW in '99, they hit a real, real hard. Like it, it was, it was not good. They should, man. I there's there's countless stories on the rise and fall of WCW. Like they burned out quick with the everything that they had going on, bringing in all the hot wrestlers like Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. Uh, all the big dudes, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Lex Luger for a time. I think uh, the Ultimate Warrior was there. Bret Hart. Yep. Mm. They burned out very, very quickly. Um, WWF at the time was where it was at. That was the the spawn of the Attitude Era. Uh, you know, your you rocks, your mankind, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple uh, H, yeah. Triple H, yeah, uh, Kane and the Undertaker. It was that was the time to be a kid. <laughs> loving wrestling um between no mercy and wwe 12 i didn't play a single i, m- I may have played a couple of matches in the old uh ps2 ps3 uh, smackdown versus raw games mm-hmm. but i fell out of love with wrestling so hard in 2001 after wwe bought wcw and ecw there was no competition it started getting very very hard to watch so I didn't play any wrestling games until WWE 12, because so I got back into pro wrestling in 2011. Uh, it was actually Man, CM Punk. That's quite a tenure then, like 10 years. Yeah, a, a tenure of 10 years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was CM Punk that got me back into WWE, and WWE was not good. They were not good mm. in 2011, 2012. The game was fun because I had no idea who anybody was. Um, I remember hearing John Cena and Randy Orton, like hearing about them, but I had it's like people would think of me as a guy that watched wrestling, so automatically assumed I knew who John Cena and Randy Orton were back in 2011, 2012. I'm like, mm. I don't have any fucking idea who these guys are. <laughs> to me, it's still <laughs> Triple H and The Undertaker, you know? Yeah, aside from the household names, I didn't watch any of this stuff. So, SmackDown versus Raw got got pretty big. Um, it got to the point where 2K ended up buying the franchise or buying the license to the franchise and starting with 2K 13 or 2K 14. It was 2K 14 was the first WWE 2K game. Mm. And man, they have had a rocky relationship. <laughs> Those games have been good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. It's uh, there's no consistency in those games. I played 2K19 and it was it was a blast and that was at the that was when I stopped watching WWE was back then in like 2018 mm. 2019 um that was when uh, like Becky Lynch was like the biggest wrestler in WWE uh obviously Roman Reigns uh, Seth Rollins all those guys um the game started trying to feel like it was trying to cater to too many people like they got rid of a lot of the customization of it and made it so you were like sucked in WWE's representation of what 
they don't even call it pro wrestling. You're not allowed to say pro wrestling on WWE TV. Really? You're not allowed to say the word wrestling on WWE TV because they're not a wrestling company. They're an entertainment company. It's so that makes sad. Sense. No, it's sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Um, they, they, they can't use the word wrestling, even though the word wrestling is in the, the name of their company. Yeah. It's one of the W's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if the people making the WWE games anymore knows exactly what WWE wants out of their games. It's kind of funny too, uh, keeping up with uh, everything going on in WWE this past year. They have let go of so many people hmm. that even before 2K22 comes out, they've already had to scrap almost all of their DLC plans for roster updates because most of the people they were going to add in DLC have been let go from the company. It's That's insane. strange. <laughs> it's it's insane. WWE is totally refocusing, rebranding from being a a pro wrestling company to being a toy company essentially like they want people with masks they want people with colorful outfits they want people that are high flyers that'll sell shirts and toys because that's where the money's at for them <laughs> is in merchandise sales it's like that story that came out recently about fifa being rebranded and renamed it's like what it's i didn't so weird. hear about that oh apparently that? electronic arts i guess they fumbled it i'm not sure i'm not too keen on the details but Apparently, they're renaming the whole FIFA franchise into something else Weird. over like legal issues. I think is it legal issues with the rights to the actual FIFA name? I believe so. Yeah, that's not surprising. There's a lot of uh, bad history with like the World Cup and with uh, soccer in general around the world. So I know it's just ridiculous. Like especially with all that stuff that came out recently about. The FIFA brand. It's like, wow. <laughs> I can understand well, now. Them working with EA is like, you know, Satan working with Hitler. So <laughs> that's pretty much loose. it. Yeah. It's a loose analogy, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold to it. <laughs> so it's great, though. Uh, the people that used to make those old classic N64 WCW and WWF games. They are currently working on All Elite Wrestling's console game that's supposed to come out sometime next year. So for us old school wrestling video game fans, there's a new one coming out. And I'm hoping, Kyle, I'm hoping that this AEW game that's coming out, this old school style AEW wrestling game, is going to do for you what WCW NWO World Tour did for me and get me into wrestling. I want you to want to watch AEW so I have someone to talk <laughs> with about it. I've heard Man, good it, I've heard really good things about AEW. Like uh, CM Punk, I think he was the guy you mentioned earlier. He's like mm -hmm. the main focus, the main star. He's of one it. of the main focuses right now, yeah. Mm. But that's the thing about AEW is that like he's like the main focus right now because it's it's he's such a hot name and it's fresh still. But he's mm -hmm. not like the world champion, so he's not even like their biggest guy right now. That's Kenny Omega for for now until depending on when this comes out. I think the next pay-per-view uh, Hangman's probably going to be the champion, but there's something for every wrestling fan there. Like they've got the the, the comedy matches. They've got the hardcore matches. Um, they've got the straight up technical matches. They got the high flying matches. The one thing that they really need to work on is their women's division. 
Mm. Very, very light. Um, they, they don't give them a whole lot of time. There's usually one, maybe two matches per week up from the women's division, which is really sad because they've got some of the best female talent in the world in wrestling in that company. And they also have a lot of foreign stars too, like from Mexican luchador wrestling and I think Japanese as well. Yeah. So the great thing about it is with the pandemic, there were pandemic, obviously very terrible time, especially when you're a traveling performer, Mm -hmm. um, AEW is working with a lot of other companies to give their talent places to work while other places are shut down. So right now I mentioned how WCW was their roster had new Japan pro wrestling guys on that video game because they were, they had a talent exchange program right now. AEW is working with new Japan pro wrestling. They've got a lot of like Minoru Suzuki's been in AEW lately. Um, Kenny Omega, while the AEW champion was the triple a mega champion down in Mexico. Uh, the Lucha Brothers, who are the AEW Tag Team Champions right now, are all, well, they just lost the AAA Tag Team titles last last night, mm-hmm. this past week on Dynamite. Um, so they're, they're working with Impact, they're working with AAA, they're working with New Japan, they're working with a, a ton of indie companies. Thunder Rosa has her own uh, indie company while still being a top star in the AEW Women's Division. It's It's great. They call it the Forbidden Door being open. Because it was, you don't talk about other pro wrestling companies on pro wrestling TV, and they do all the time. It's it's fantastic. And with all that being said, like, <laughs> sorry, I kind of ran there. <laughs> no, you're good. I just wanted to get in a word edgewise, I guess. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, you've been exposed to so many different wrestlers over the past two decades, and I was kind of curious, like, who is your favorite wrestler? I've out of dreaded everybody. that question. It's a hard question to answer because it goes. It, I, I never have a favorite anything for all time. Like for a long time, my favorite TV show was Star Trek The Next Generation. And now I say my favorite TV show is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I know Big Whoop changed a whole TV show from Star Trek to Star Trek. Um, if I had to give one wrestler as my absolute favorite of all time, it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, really? Chris Jericho. He huh. has evolved from, you know, the Lionheart Chris Jericho in ECW to being the guy that feuded with Dean Malenko in WCW to Y2J with his Jericho-holics in WWF to the demo god Le Champion in <laughs> AEW. He, he's always moving his uh, career. He's never been the same thing twice. Hmm. He's, he always has his finger on the pulse of what can either make the fans cheer for him what'll make the fans angry with him and he he plays the character accordingly he's such a fountain of knowledge for pro wrestling that he's surrounded himself with what he's called his inner circle which is the t-shirt i'm wearing right now um back in the very first episode of AEW dynamite in 2019 uh, he's got uh, santana and ortiz who had just jumped ship from from impact wrestling to AEW got Sammy Guevara, who was big in AAA and Lucha Underground, and uh, Jake Hager, who used to be Jack Swagger in WWE, and then went to Bellator, and he's undefeated in Bellator MMA right now. Um, he just has this group of guys he calls his inner circle that are learning so much from just being in the same room with him that Sammy Guevara is now the, the TNT champion. Uh, Santana Ortiz have never been bigger on a pro wrestling scale and Jake Hager's just a silent badass and he's awesome. 
yeah, Chris Jericho, to answer your question two minutes later. Okay. Time out. You know how they do that in the wrestling ring, right? Like, time out, time out, right? That doesn't work. No? Never <laughs> that works? doesn't work in wrestling, no. I was going to say... Like the heel tries it to get laughed. <laughs> I was going to say, Frank, uh, play that sound clip. Top five wrestlers. Kevin, go. Or you want me to go first? Top five wrestlers? Let's just do it right now. Top five wrestlers. I don't know if I have an answer for that. We don't have to go into detail. Just name them. Okay. Top Uh, five wrestlers. All right, I'll go Go. for it. I'll just do it first. So my number five is going to be The Undertaker. Badass. Just one word, badass. That's all I got to say. Okay. So this sucks because I'm viewing this as top five right now. Not top five all time because my all time favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Sean Waltman, aka X Pac, aka Six, aka the One Two Three Kid, aka the Lightning Kid. Gotcha. Okay. Sean Waltman. Nice. Number five. <laughs> all right. My number four, I would have to say, is The Rock. Just because he's The Rock. You like to smell what he's cooking. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Um, <laughs> number four. I just talked about her. Thunder Rosa. Number four. She's, Thunder Rosa. Okay. She's the ultimate badass female wrestler. Uh, has her own company as well as working for another company. Awesome. Number three for me is Rey Mysterio Jr. Love Ooh. how he flies. He's just a, he's a god. He's, he's a, he's a bird with his kid in WWE right now. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Apparently, the goal is for his kid to take over the mantle of being Rey Mysterio or Rey nice. Mysterio Jr. The legacy passes on. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, Number three. Number three. This is going to change within 20 minutes, so I guess there's not a whole lot of pressure on this, but... um, <laughs> That's the sound to play, Frank, for the top five. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I hate it. You just put me on the spot like this. Pushing your buttons um, today. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going <laughs> to go with that. both both of the Lucha Brothers, uh, Penta El Cerro Miedo and uh, Ray Phoenix. Very the Lucha good. Brothers. They, they, they took over what Ray Mysterio started years ago and are th- like the best goddamn tag team that ever existed doing what he did and taking it to the next level. My number two is Sting. Same reason. He's a badass. I love the face paint. I love the vibe. He just looks like, you know, the crow, I guess you could say. <laughs> That's what he's based character. on. He's oh. based on the crow. Yeah. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> At least that, that ver- this version of him that started in like 1997. He had different face paint before then. But um, Number two, Kenny Omega. Currently the AEW world champion. Uh, he's been a number of times the new japan pro wrestling iwgp world heavyweight champion he was the leader of the bullet club he's he brought the elite to america essentially uh one of the evps in all elite all elite wrestling fantastic phenomenal wrestler let's go with your number one my number one is macho man randy savage (laughs) i can't do the accent very well it's the macho man the cream always rises to the top (laughs) that's my best impression there you go macho man randy savage that's mine nice did you uh have you snapped in any slim jims lately i have not but uh (laughs) i plan to soon 
Nice. <laughs> I don't like Slim Jims. I'm more of a, well, I'm more of a, com a there's a local. a local company around yes. here that makes them and they're really good. Yeah, that was shit. Now, I, I'm really wanting to think of an actual top five for my favorite pro wrestlers because that Wasn't having no time to enough. think and I've yeah. been a pro wrestling fan off and on <laughs> since 1997. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, a lot of that fun. That was fun, though. Yeah. I'm glad I sprung that on you. Yeah, me too. It really got me thinking. Push your buttons. Got you on your toes. <laughs> it's weird, though, that everybody that I picked was from AEW besides uh, Sean Waltman, my number five. And I don't even know if he's actually my number five, but I don't know if any of them are in the right place they should be. So, no, hard it's good. subject to change. That shows how much AEW is rocking it right now. Dude, seriously. Honestly, I want... I. I really wish that I could get you to watch a pay-per-view with me, an AEW pay-per-view. The next one's in November. I think it's November 13th, full gear. That may or may not happen. <laughs> it's probably not going to, knowing <laughs> you, but I, I, it'd be great I'll, if it could happen. I'll see what my schedule looks like, let you know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, well, to anybody listening to this episode, you should let us know your favorite wrestler of all time your favorite wrestling video game if you ever played them, or what you're looking forward to in the new AEW console game that I'm looking forward to so much. Uh, yeah, all of our social media stuff is down in the description below. I'm waving my arms even though you can't see them right now, but Kyle can. <laughs> my arms are John Cena. You can't see them. It's a new wrestling move. You, you gotta <laughs> see it to believe it. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, real quick, what's your favorite wrestling move? Oh my god, don't do this to me, man. That's another topic for another time. I think it might be. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say Sammy Guevara's got an awesome Spanish fly. Okay. Should look it up. I will go with the classic, uh, the Giants chokehold. Like the choke slam? Choke slam. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's in AEW too, just saying. Oh, nice. Man, they get around. <laughs> yeah, St Sting's in AEW. Uh, Paul White, the big show, the Giant, whatever you want to call him, is in AEW. Lots of names. Yeah, I know him D as the Giant. He's been mostly. in AEW. Um, yeah. There's a ton of the, the classic guys. Anything to, to cap off the wrestling video game episode off with? Oh, I actually do have something. Oh, thank me for asking. Frank <laughs> would be mad if I didn't talk about the Simpsons wrestling on the PlayStation 1. Oh, that was, that was his wrestling game. Did you ever play that, Kyle? No, I didn't. Me neither. <laughs> I told him I'd mention it, though. But <laughs> it's funny that neither one of us actually played it, so we can't. I'm guessing it's... I mean, aside from a, the main namestays, like, there aren't a lot of other wrestling games, like, with yeah. other characters. Like, licensed Licensed or video games. game, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lots of boxing ones, but not wrestling oh, yeah. so much. There's, there is, like, um, Fire Pro Wrestling, uh, which did a crossover with, once again, New Japan a couple years ago. Um, shit, I didn't even think about any of the New Japan guys when I was talking about my favorite wrestlers of all time. That top five does not count. That's Don't hold me to that. Because Ichiko Okada is, is fucking phenomenal. Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Will Ospreay is just... Uh, oh, I could go on for days. Many topics for other times. Yes, many topics for other times. Maybe another podcast for another time. Like a whole new podcast. There you go. We'll see about that. Anyway. This has been very fun, and now I'm all amped up and want to talk about wrestling for days, so I'm going to cut it off here before I do that. Uh, thank you all for listening to us, however you've been listening to us. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave us a review 
we really want Frank to know that we're doing awesome. So if you would tell him that we're doing awesome by leaving that review and letting him know, that'd be fantastic. Please um, do. Yeah. Until next time, uh, we're not going to talk. Until next time. <laughs> we'll see you then. Love you.